Welcome to Love and Lordship Live. I'm Greg Williams, and we're in our One Another series, which is helping us to fulfill the two greatest commands. Remember our names of God, how to know and love God with all we are, first command. And our second one was how do we loving others as we love ourselves and as God has loved us in Christ, okay? So today's, it, it, it's going to get a little sticky, okay? So let me just pre-warn you that as we go through some of these, it's not going to be easy. As a matter of fact, we really can put a good show on, but we can't do any of these well or consistently or from the heart unless Jesus Christ has our hearts. So today's key verse, we got two or three one another's each, each week, but the key one in is the title is right from the beginning of this verse in Romans 12, 16, in the New International Version, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Pride is the greatest destroyer. And I will say this, because pride, along with pornea, which run hands and, runs hand in hand, are the greatest destroyers of loving relationships. And loving relationships is the currency of Christ's kingdom. I talk about that in our book. Uh, the Authority of Love, second edition. You can find that at Amazon, but make sure you spell out second, S-E-C-O-N-D, okay? And pride, pornea is just one of the major ways, but pride can show up in many ways. We need to seek to see and act toward everyone through the loving eyes and hands of Jesus. So how do we live in harmony with all others? Well, as I stated last week, and one way or another, all the one another's point to this command, love and loving one another. That's why Jesus could sum up all the law and the prophets with the two greatest commands. And in fulfilling the second command, the Holy Spirit guided men to write all the 59, I think is the largest number, so we're going to use that, that people can find the 59 one another's in Scripture. Remember, we can only fulfill this second greatest command, all the one another's loving others, as we first fulfill the greatest command of loving and worshiping God. Not only does he deserve it, but he knows that's the only way we can do it. We can't do it in and of our own flesh. So with this in mind, our, the, the next one another, and, and the title of today's, is found just a little further on in Romans 12, where we are in verse 16, as I just read, live in harmony with one another. What we so often do with this and similar one another's is respond not so much in word as in deed by living in harmony with those who choose to live in harmony with us. As long as someone else is getting along with us, why wouldn't I do it with them? Jesus said, when you do those kind of things, aren't you doing the same thing that Gentiles or sinners or unbelievers do? If you give me a tit, I'll give you a tat. If you share something with me, I'll share something with you. That's not love. That's just a mutual exchange. Is there mutual exchanges in love? Yes, but it's got to go deeper than that. God's command is for us to do so, even with those who may not be so harmonious, and especially with those who may be from a different socioeconomic position. Oswald Chambers states it this way, and if you want to go find the, this specific devotional, go to loveandlordship.com and look for the article in the read tab, Living in Harmony with All Others. It's in line with this video and the podcast there if you want to listen or watch it 
or just simply read it. Oswald Chambers states it this way, God continually introduces us to people in whom we have no interest. And unless we are worshiping and loving God, there's that first and greatest command again, right? The natural tendency is to be heartless toward them. Our role as Christ followers is to be the ones that live in harmony as much as we possibly can without compromising his truth. And even as we stand in his truth, in grace and without condemnation, as we can always trust and leave that to him. So we only do this in his power, in his grace, in his mercy, in his truth and love. Paul explains this a little bit further in verse 18 when he instructs that as much as it is possible for us, we are to live at peace with all people, all people in harmony with all others. You see, God places some pretty prickly people Try saying that three times fast. Some pretty prickly people in our lives and our job in showing them Christ is to love them and in the case of today's one another, to live in harmony and to be at peace with them. Every other person, as much as we possibly can. I can't do that in and of myself. Greg Williams will fail at that. Jesus Christ in Greg Williams can make it happen. How are you doing? when it comes to loving others by being harmonious with them, by being at peace with them. How about your spouse? Children, friends, church family, co-workers, enemies. See, we're called to love all of those in the way that Christ loved us, to be in harmony, to be at peace, be in harmony and be at peace. So what is it that upsets your harmony and peace? I think we got to go back to understanding that it is that pride issue, pornea, lust, greed, those things that are rooted in the selfish nature of our old person. That's why we have to die to that and live in Christ. Our next one another comes back full circle as Paul is wrapping up his letter to the Romans under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He has commanded, remember, not demanded, but commanded those who will choose to obediently submit and follow him in love. He's commanded believers to be devoted to, to honor, to live in harmony with, and be at peace with one another. So in Romans 13, 8 through 10, remember, in the article, these are all linked as well, loveandlordship.com, click on the read tab, find Living in Harmony with All Others, or many other articles there, but you'll find all of the scripture texts linked. Check it out. Make sure that I'm teaching, quoting, or whatever it is I'm doing, make sure it is in line, not only with the words, but with the context and the text itself, the meaning of those words. In Romans 13, 8 through 10, Paul echoes what John shared in his gospel, that we are to love one another. However, in this text, Paul has moved from personal discipline and maturity, even beyond relational and communal love, the way we love others, which all still certainly apply, but he is talking about honoring those even in the systems, authorities. And he was doing this in the midst of a pagan, polytheistic, Roman government and religion. In Romans 13, he says, honor the authorities. He tells us that in honoring the authorities, which God himself has ordained and established, even if man messes that up, the best and only way to fulfill the law and honor all authority is by owing nothing to anyone except that we love one another. 
as the early Christians followed these commands, lovingly obeyed them, they turned the world upside down. That same love of God in and through Christ's followers and the Holy Spirit in us today can and will accomplish the same thing in a world whose love has grown and is growing increasingly cold even in many of our churches because we're doing so much of what we call love is being done in the flesh because we've not trained and discipled people to love God with all they are, to know and love who they are. And when we don't do that, we're incapable of that kind of love. That's why it's growing cold. That's why Jesus prophesied in the end times because of sin, lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold in Matthew 24, 12. We are the ones as Christ followers who alone can show a hardened world the real love of God. So let's continue then to grow in our love for God and allow his love in and through us to impact this world and the culture to know Christ. They won't all accept it, but that's what we're called to do. Our final one another for this week's Love and Lordship Live is one that we all need to hear. And if we're honest with ourselves, one that is not so easily adhered to in our lives and relationships. Yet we must remember that every one another is rooted in and part of the deeper commandment to love one another. Whenever we are failing to be obedient to any of these one another commands, we are falling short in our love for God and for others. Thank God for his mercy and grace because we all stumble in this at times and none more than some of these more difficult ones. You see, as Paul closes his letter to the church at Rome, he gives us some of the most difficult and yet powerful one another's beginning in Romans 14, 13, where he instructs us in the leading and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to stop passing judgment on one another. Ouch, <laughs> right? But they deserve it. Come on, I'm a Christian. I know what's right. They deserve it. That's exactly the point. In Romans 14, he's telling us, you have the freedom to live in many of these things as you do. Don't use it as a license to sin. And whenever someone else is struggling in any way, he's talking about meat offered to idols in particular. But he says, when they know that, don't use your freedom in excess and forget about them. Place them above you. Apart from Christ, we all deserve nothing but judgment. But thanks be to God that because of Christ, his mercy triumphs over judgment. James 2.13, one of the most practical books of wisdom in the whole scripture, and especially in the New Testament. In James telling us how we're supposed to walk out the Christian life, he says, don't forget, mercy triumphs over judgment. But that's only if you're walking in Christ. We can't just do all mercy and no uh, uh, inspection of the fruit. We can't just inspect fruit and do it without love and mercy. Or mercy, I'm sorry, mercy. Love exists in both of those in Christ. This does not mean this, stop judging one another. This does not mean that there is nor will be no judgment, but simply that those who truly believe in Christ have already received by his great mercy our judgment that Christ took for us. Only those who don't know Christ, after all, they've been shown and given and then rejected his mercy will receive that judgment. We receive a judgment of what we've done, but the judgment of sin has already been taken on Christ. For us as believers, though, the first thing we must acknowledge in this command is that the Holy Spirit is telling us to stop doing something that we are doing to others, judging. Ouch. Huh, I wonder why I had to say that. Maybe that's a natural tendency. Duh. Of course it is. 
He goes on in that same command, verse 13, and expands by telling us to stop putting obstacles or stumbling blocks. Don't eat the meat if somebody else thinks it's bad. You're free to eat it, but it may hinder them. So place their needs and their thoughts above you and then teach them. That's a strong indictment, as Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 9, that we must be very careful not to use the freedom that we've been given in Christ to lay burdens or put stumbling blocks in front of others, their path to freedom and growth in Christ. That is what standing in judgment of others does to us, making us appear holier than thou in our attitudes and turning them away from Christ rather than toward him. In order to truly love one another, we have to stop judging each other. There is a point in time that we are to point out sin, but it is in the grace, truth, and love, and only after I have confessed and dealt with and laid down my own sins, the log in my eye, before I ever start helping someone with the speck in theirs and leaving the ultimate judgment to Christ. That's Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Forgiveness, not judgment, is what we need to love one another. Food for thought here. Whatever you do, take time to watch the video that I've linked in the, in the article, go to loveandlordship.com again and look for this article, Living in Harmony with All Others. And there's an, art, there's an article that I've linked there, a video called A Heart That Forgives by Kevin LeVar. Check that out. Take it further. Action items, spend time with God in his word and prayer and listening to him daily. Read this and study the scriptures in this post to start. As you do so, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you Third, find someone you may not normally associate with and start a conversation to learn more about them and share who you are in Christ with them. Don't force it on them. Just share your story. Four, find someone you're holding a grudge against and ask the Spirit to show you how to forgive them, how to stop judging. Then ask them for forgiveness for your unforgiving spirit toward them. Now, if you've got questions or need help or would like to carry this conversation further, check us out. Send me an email at loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com, or text or, or, or call me at 859-229-6504. We'd love to connect and engage with you. So please follow through on that. Please continue to pray for us. We need the, we need the prayers more than anything because we need the, the strength, the power, and the covering to continue to do this. But as you do so, if the Holy Spirit guides you to give, would you go to loveandlordship.com, click on the Give tab there in the upper right corner and follow through on that one time or ongoing. It would be very helpful. And if not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where to give. We don't charge. Churches will provide something, but we don't ask for it. Individual men and couples will do the same, but don't ever ask for it. You see, our, 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 our vision at Love and Lordship is every life and relationship built on the love and lordship of Jesus Christ. And our, and our mission is making disciples who make disciples in the love and lordship of Jesus Christ in every home, church, and beyond for his kingdom and glory. Now, if your church or group or organization would like to partner with us, contact me, loveandlordship at gmail.com, my phone number there, 859-229-6504. We'd love to, to talk with you about that and see what the Holy, where the Holy Spirit may lead. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ.